All right. Um, are you ready to do a show? Hello, who's this? Uh, hi. Yeah, this is hi, this is John. Who's this? Is this a uh, longtime caller, first time listener, John? This is um longtime talker, never time <laughs> listener, John. No, that would be Natalie, my wife. Um, <laughs> no, never, you're right. I have gone back and listened to a few. Never, never have and she you know it's funny, she actually brought up to me recently how proud she was of herself at not ever listening and I, I get it she's she's in on the joke now I totally understand and I'm fine with it I don't I, I find it amusing quite frankly and it would be amazing if she never ever 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 listened I think that would be amazing personally I disagree I think it would be more amazing if you came home like let's say you had to go on a, some sort of week long trip and you come back and she's like I listen to every episode you're a genius well okay well okay so we I think there if we were to weigh those two stories mine and yours oh. Mm-hmm. I think we know which one um, is going to be closer to the truth. And we'll You're probably call right. It, uh, Yours. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. And from a live via satellite, uh, I'm in the basement. John is on his couch in yes. another location. We are using technology like nobody has ever done before. Uh, yeah, this might be a... Is this, this is some sort of a first? Does Bill Gates know about this? Is... I don't know if anybody has realized that you can patch a phone into a soundboard, and you can communicate with somebody. Uh, and pr- to be honest with you, I'm going to guess at this point the listeners didn't even realize that you weren't right next to me. I mean, because it's so good, what I've done here, the technology. Oh, oh. Yeah, that, uh, oh, oh. that there's no way anybody even knows. That, that's that's I, how I'm kind of feeling about what I've done here. Okay. I would venture further to say the listeners probably don't care where I'm sitting. <laughs> <laughs> next just, to you, away from you, let's whatever. Just, let's just start there. Uh, anyway, um, we are... Um, Recording this uh, on a zombie apocalypse. I hope everybody, oh. in all fairness, uh, all fairness, in all honesty, one thing uh, John and I talked a lot about, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about what's going on in society right now with respect to uh, the virus uh, because we don't want to be the guys that are, are helping spread any misinformation about stuff. Um, most importantly for me, my message to all of you is, you know, stay healthy, be smart, care about other people. Um, and, uh, and, and, and know that we're going to get through this. If you're feeling lonely or depressed or scared and have anxiety, you are not alone. A lot of people are going through that. If you are trying to find a way to make light of, of what's going on, that's okay too. And we as comedians know that that's kind of how we deal with stuff. So I just, you know, regardless of what your situation is out there, you know, know that people care about you, know that we're going to get through this and it is, it, it is all the above. It's, it's not a hoax. It's it is definitely scary. And um, but at the same time, if we all just take a step back and, and, and relax and calm down as much as we can, I think I think we will find a way through that. John, you have anything you want to share? I just, you know, like you said, I don't we don't want to be the people spreading misinformation. So definitely, if you have questions, there are websites, consult professional medical people. You know, if you are over 65, definitely stay home. No one should really be going out unless they absolutely have to. Now, I understand that's easier said than done. People have work and kids and they have to do stuff. And I get that, but toilet paper they need to get. I mean, just be smart. And when you're at stores, don't be panicky and psychotic. Like some guy tried to steal my vegetable trays the other day. I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, Was that the first time anything just out of curiosity, John, is that the first yeah. time that you've ever experienced that? I know, obviously for me, this is the first time I've ever experienced anything like this, but 
when you told me that story, I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's even taking it one step further of what I haven't even experienced yet, that stress. I know people have gone through things before, like in the 70s there was gas crisis and stuff like that that forced people into situations that got each other very upset with each other. But have you ever experienced mm-hmm. what, what happened no, to you? No, I mean, th- what all that was going on when we were there, where we were there on like, uh, I think it was Thursday night or yeah, Thursday night last week. And the lines were really, really long, longer than I'd ever seen them. Like I've been to a super, I've been to grocery stores on Super Bowl Sunday. I've been on the fourth, you know what I mean? Fourth of July, like longer than I've ever seen any lines at a grocery store. And most people were behaving rationally. This guy like piled his groceries on top of my wife's stuff that she was buying for her job the next day. And when we were checking out, she was like, where's the, and I'm like, yeah, where are these grocery trays? And the guy like just pretended to be on his phone and we're like, did you see any grocery uh, um, vegetable trays? And he just goes, trays? No, I don't know anything about any trays. And I was like, okay, dude, now you're not even saying the full thing we just said to you, trying to pretend like you didn't hear us. So I just started moving his groceries around. And as soon as I did that, I could see that he had buried our stuff under his stuff. And the weird thing to me was we didn't take the last two vegetable trays. There were other vegetable trays. Like the store wasn't barren. They, The people that worked there, and that's another thing, be nice to those people. Anybody in the grocery store business, the restaurant business, uh, the uh, medical professionals, you know, teachers, like people that have to be out and have to be interacting in society, like be nice to these people. They're, they're, they're helping you. They're doing you a service. Like, yes. I mean, Jesus, yeah. fuck, everybody's in this together and you have to remember that. And like, honestly, consult professional websites. Like, you know, honestly, if you're older than 65, you should not be going out at all. You know, you should be staying in um, for your own safety, for your own health. Not because I'm worried that you're going to give it to me because I'm worried you're going to get it. And it's everywhere. You know what I mean? It, it's definitely in Southern California. It's definitely like, you know, it, it's it's here. And it's happening, and the smartest thing you can do is to avoid limit contact your, with large contact. groups. Yeah, just limit. Yeah, limit. Man. If you but don't again, need to go out, don't go out. If don't. staying inside all day causes panic, you can go for a walk. Okay. Yeah, you like you said outside. yesterday, it's not bird box or whatever. It's you can go out <laughs> and like what breathe that? in oh, the. Is that the blindfolded Netflix thing? Yeah, it was like yeah. if you looked into something, you would immediately be killed. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not that. It's like. You can go outside, ride a bike, go hiking. You know what I mean? Just don't go hiking in huge groups of people. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I sent this to you, and, and I and I probably should have been clear about it. There, There is a, a, a daily podcast by Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Um, a via, medical via, doctor. Via CNN. And more importantly, though, is he's dealing with people's concerns on a daily basis and answering questions, keeping them short and simple. So the podcast range from between like 5 and 15 minutes. And he's only talking to people that specialize in this. He's, they, these are not pundits. This is not uh, politicians. Right. This is not people right. that are trying to put a spin on anything. They're just trying to give you the facts and trying to get it. I think that, you know, like anything, the more you understand something, the less likely you are to panic. And what's interesting, and right. the reason why I keep trying to share this specific, and I'm sure there's probably some other great podcasts out there, but the reason why I'm sharing this specific podcast was because... Um, there's one episode that literally talks about panicking and stress and how mm-hmm. that they found that that is even more dangerous it is than uh, what what the pandemic is that you're facing is because yeah. of the misinformation. You know, and a lot of people are like 
really upset with with Trump and and all that stuff. But I got to be honest with you, and I'm not defending the president in any way, shape, or form. But that's not where you should be looking anyway. No president, okay? No United States government official uh, is going to be. Well, but my point is, though, right? Yeah. None of them specialize in this stuff. Now, could their messaging be better? Absolutely. But my point is, don't look to the government for all your answers. Look to the people that specialize in this. Now, the the government should be pointing people in that direction. Right, but they're not because they don't believe in science. So we should definitely be looking at doctors and scientists and and the people that are on the front lines of this. And if you are going to look to your political leaders, do it locally because they're dealing with it in an area that affects you directly. So yeah. you really you you shouldn't be looking be at the Nash, the federal government. You should be looking at your local government for any information that you're not sure about. That will help you a lot more, too. You know, I, mean, I'm not, I don't know how to put a positive spin on this stuff, but I think it's just a matter of, like, how you go about your day and where you seek your information. And, by the way, everybody, I know we're going to be stuck in the houses a lot. Don't turn the TV on all day long. Don't read Twitter feeds all day long. Don't listen to Mike on Facebook who's forwarding information from some so-called nurse or a doctor, if there's no facts or like direct links attached to this, be very careful because that's what freaks you out. That's the stuff that freaks you out. If you spend too much time watching this stuff, I'm not a media basher, but the more you watch the news, you have to understand that they, the way they keep you going, there is a little bit of fear. Yes. So just, you know, there, if if you, if you're, if you are home and you, you get, you know, it's a binge or show or two. I get that, you know, but like, don't, I agree. Don't keep the TV on all day. Like, and if you're going to do that, go to, go to YouTube, go watch like Deepak Chopra videos, Eckhart Tolle videos, Ram Dass, Alan Watts, Mr. Rogers. You know what I mean? Like, but do stuff that's like, I mean, Bob, watch Bob Ross. And that's a real calming, you know, uh, amazing way to spend a half an hour, but also like, but stay, don't go down a rabbit hole. Yourself. You say YouTube. That's what scares me. Just don't find well, but, a rabbit but, hole. But, but Those but guys don't go down the wrong rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. Go down the rabbit hole of meditation. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but also like pick up your guitar, learn that song you wanted to learn. Like, you know, bust out your paints, draw something, color. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like write, write, write. If you're a writer, Right. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, I've been cleaning so much around the house, like just in general, like organizing, because, uh, you know, I've got that. Ty- I have that type of OCD a- anxiety. The problem mm-hmm. with it on top of it is I, I mean, and again, if this is the worst that's going to happen, me, I'm totally fine with it. But my hands are raw. I mean, from washing them raw. Yes. Yeah. I still have to go out. You know, I still have to get the groceries. I still have to do the basic, you know, necessity kind of stuff. Yeah. I do get a little bit panicky. I'm not one. Of, I'm not like overly panicky about it. I get a little bit of anxiety going out and around people, mostly because I already have an issue with like trusting strangers around me in the first place. You know, for sure. example of what happened to you in the grocery store. So I've already got that distance of like, uh, or that anxiety that I get around strangers, just hoping they're not going to let me down <laughs> doing something. Because yeah. I try to not let people down. I'm trying, as the older I get, I'm trying to be nicer and nicer and more polite. Like I've watched so many people get angry. Like you were talking about earlier, getting angry with like people checking out. And yesterday I was at a Sprouts and she was like, listen, you want to buy a bag? We don't have any bags. Uh, you can buy a box. And I was like, uh, I'll take a box. It's, it's fine. And I said, I hope you haven't been getting any shit for being out of bags. And she didn't. Like, and yeah. she didn't. She no, She didn't answer. And I go, 
well, you're, you're not answering tells me the whole thing. And I said, because, of course, you yourself woke up this morning and said, what can I do to piss people off today at work? What, what, what possibly yeah. could I find in my life to anger you, sir Hide or all ma'am? the bags. Yes. Throw them all in the garbage can to piss you off. It's not because a bunch of people freaked out and hoarded them all. And put you in that situation to be yelled at. Like, I just, that, it's that irrational. And so I try to go the exact opposite, which I, I, I tried, you know, I started making jokes with her and, you know, and, and then by the time we were done, she was making jokes back with me. And I was like, okay, you know, that's good. I, I kind of, I was trying to uh, even out the moments. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it does. I saw, I saw something online that was like, if you're a comedian, you know, I, we get it. Your gigs were canceled, but just remember what it is that you do. And when you're interacting with people, try to do it. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's like phone calls to try to cancel your gym membership or whatever, like try to <laughs> say something funny in there and not like inappropriate, but like, you know, just to, to make people laugh or smile or chuckle or whatever, it's kind of still uh, an important thing to try to get across, you know? Yeah, and I and I, um, I and as this show progresses, I I want I want one of our big themes. Uh, you and I try to put our creative brains together of like things we think. Not only are, what are we gonna do to kill the time, but things suggestions that we mm-hmm. can, that we can make to our uh, to our listeners. But um, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that I don't seem to understand is when I went to both. Amazon Prime and Netflix, the stuff that was trending oh my God. was all catastrophe-based stuff. And I'm like, it's people... Pan- the, the movie pandemic yes. is trending. And I'm like, we're living it. <laughs> why, are you, why are you watching Contagion? Why, why, why are you doubling down? Are you trying to get like... Do you think this is the Da Vinci Code? Like, you're going to find information in there yeah, that somehow like- or another is going to lead to you going, I knew, I knew if I got enough peanut butter... You know what I mean? Like, Guys, do you really? Dustin think- Hoffman said, <laughs> "Doctor Hoffman." Doctor Hoffman. You're confusing his name and his character. Just uh, you're not even trying anymore. Yeah, we were. Me and Nicole were literally going through that kind of Amazon uh, interface, user interface, and like, la- like laughing. Like it was like pandemic outbreak. Yeah, what to do with a- the virus is coming. Like you're like Jesus, dude. Like <laughs> everybody is real pumped up on the fear. Absolutely. And, 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 but, but the thing is, is that's not going to help. What's going to help is something that John tipped me off to, which is CBD gummies. I'll be honest. I, I mean, if, uh, be, oh, here's what I want to say about CBD uh, gummies. Oh, okay. No, marijuana edibles in but, general, because okay, should I, should I be honest with people at this point? I've been making a joke for a long time. The stuff I do take does have some THC in it. Now, am I getting high as hell? No. Have I accidentally got high as hell and not enjoyed myself? Yes, that's called learning that, curve. That's a learning curve. And that's what I was going to say. Is that <laughs> if you are, if you are, you know, self quarantining, and you're like, hey, I'm going to take some edibles, but you don't normally take edibles, you might want to, um, you know, really follow the directions in terms of a little bit, wait 45 minutes, a little bit more. Like, don't just start pounding edibles like they're candy because you're trapped inside because you're going to end up sending yourself to the ER in a panic attack. Oh my God. Yeah. Could you, yeah. What you, that, there is a fine line and, and, and you're not the only person that's talked about this. I've, I've actually 
heard a lot of people that have, uh, so, and some have that that are have been casual uh, pot smokers over their lives. And as as the world has evolved, and there's been more and more options mm-hmm. um, from vaping to edibles, et cetera, to tinctures and all that other stuff, is that some people ultimately bail on it because they they couldn't they could never find that right mixture on the edibles and what yeah. and the whole point of them doing it was to reduce to their anxiety down. and, and it was doing the it. exact <laughs> opposite yeah i mean it will do that it will make you if you don't know what you're doing you could get anxious very anxious you know what i mean just because your body gets confused but that's what i'm saying just be careful be smart about it now there's let's let's talk about this. You know, I've I've never been uh, a pot smoker. So with the dip, what is the difference between edible, how the edibles react to your system and how you control it a little bit more, I guess, with actually well, inhaling it? I think the inhaling it is more of an immediate effect. So like you know. it goes kind of directly into your bloodstream that way. Whereas with the edibles that go down into your stomach, they dissolve. Then they go out, you know what I mean? So the process is much slower. Like you, you won't be like, you won't take an edible and be high five minutes later, but in an hour you might be very high Then they last longer. They do. So like, yeah. So, you know, uh, a milligram of, you know, weed smoked is not going to last as long as a milligram of weed eaten. Yeah, which is funny. I take such a low dose of the yeah, no, I'm, milligrams stuff are very low even, doses. Yeah. I was yeah. Um, I take I, I take less than one milligram during the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. which I don't necessarily know what again. But all I'm looking for is just something to take it down a notch. And it look it at that low level. It also may be totally psychological, and I don't care as long as something is happening to me. Now I've taken up to ten milligrams at night. Ooh. To sleep and uh, the and you have to remember that when you accidentally wake up in the middle of the night and (laughs) And the walls are moving and you're like not (laughs) normal. That's ten milligrams for you. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, but again, body's not used to it. So, but that's the other thing is people need to understand that everyone's DNA is different. Everyone's genetic makeup is not the same. So what? works for your buddy who's the same size as you might be way different for you yeah. regardless of your size you yeah. know so again i don't we also kind of talked about it we don't know um with, with respects to how this is all going to play out how many of those places are going to be open um you know i guess i guess that means that's going to be the next big run on things is people are going to run over there and you know and hoard up uh, edibles um, well, they still do delivery, I, okay. still, I think. Yeah, I think that ultimately, I think that we're probably going to get to a point where, um, you know, food, food, the essentials will be the only things available to us. And um, it'll probably be mostly delivery based and or drop or pickup yeah. and carry out based. And that, and, 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 and the, if, if that means that some elderly people survive and live the way they were supposed to, then that's OK. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day... Mean... If it doesn't burden the healthcare system, because you know that's the thing people don't think about is there are a lot of people that are already completely reliant on our healthcare system. Yeah. Not just the people that haven't utilized it yet. I'm talking about all the people right now, right? Yeah. That are that that could be that 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 could be in jeopardy. So it's 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 bigger than all of us. You know, collectively, yeah. as long as you remember and, that it's bigger than all of us. And and if we calm down, I think we can get through this. 
and staying home helps keep the numbers down so that the less people are infected and that there's less of a run on the healthcare professionals and they're not beaten. I mean, they're already beaten down at this point, but like, I mean, these people are working 24 hours a day, like doctors, nurses, at this point, cops, firefighters, teachers, like everybody's really, you know what I mean? This is like a trying time for a lot of professions. And I don't even want to talk. I mean, the entertainment industry is being smashed by it too. So it's like, you know, we have friends who've lost cruise work that they do stand up on. That's like their month's rent. You know, we've had, I had gigs in Tahoe canceled. I had the show I was working on went down, like was two paychecks gone, you know, blink of an eye. Yeah. That's going to be the uh, next thing. And that you and I are very aware of, um, there's, there's health and then there's finance. Mm-hmm. And and there we are. This is going to be a long struggle on that second part, the finance thing, because it's going to take a sec mm-hmm. for all businesses to turn back around. Now, obviously, the goal would be to try to get it up on its feet as quickly as possible. And I would like to believe, and I don't know, I'm I'm speaking out of out of turn here, but you know, the, the I would assume that the good thing about declaring something a national emergency. And then what they do locally is that it protects people. You won't, if you don't pay your rent, you don't lose your place of living. If you don't pay a couple bills, Hopefully. you don't, you don't lose your, I, I actually saw, I believe, I believe at least our mayor in Los Angeles, Garcetti uh, yeah. said, um, no, the answer is no, you will not, you're, you're, you get electric, you get your pot, you get your gas, you get your, yeah. you get where you live. You're not, you, we, we will, it's, it's against the law for you to be removed or be punished for this situation. And I think that's why the reason why when, so people don't, I, I, the initial thing to do is when you hear pandemic and you hear national emergency is panic and you don't understand there's a reason why those things are put out there. It's actually, a, it protects people in many more ways than you realize both yeah, legally by using and that financially, label. yes, that's a big reason why they label them those things, not to freak you out and run and buy toilet paper and then wipe up your peanut. No, butter just with to it, make but, it be like, yeah, this is why we're giving them money right yeah, now. And it and it and it will. Pr- I, I I want to believe in the goodness of human of human nature that ultimately you know everybody will take care of everybody and it will be fine. And so if you instead of looking at it in a dark place, just say that just hope that that's where it's headed ultimately, and you'll be fine. And also stop watching Contagion on Netflix. Yeah, dude. You know what? Go go watch. Uh, uh, like, so what um, have you been watching? Like, dude. Yeah, I know. We tell people not to go out, like turn the TV on all day, but I will no, say but there, you do. Ha- you should be entertained by something. Well, yeah. You know what? I you know what I was thinking about this morning was that when when we were younger, like, remember how people would just say TV rots your brain? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that, and, yes. and like, but but because there was a very like when you're very young there's like some educational programming. Like my mom, I was watching Sesame street. I watched Mr. Rogers. I watched electric company. And then it turned into like Smurfs, Snorks, GI Joe, He-Man, and which those shows had messages built into them that were positive. You know what I mean? But then like, and then the monkeys and then like a couple other things, but then like, yeah, a team. I just, I never felt like it was, it was more just entertainment, like mindless entertainment. But now I feel like TV is like, can be very educational. And like I just by watching nature documentaries, I learn more about, you know, biology and nature and mammals and reptiles and than I ever did in school. <laughs> you know that, what I mean? Isn't that weird? Like you when you're a child and I and, and we also, you know, we've learned since then 
that the adult male brain doesn't even fully oh, yeah. develop maturity right. until until the age of twenty five. For me, it's yeah. more like fifty eight, which I'm not even close to yet. So I I'm turning yet. I'm turning forty five, and I expect to have a mature brain by the time I'm fifty five. Yeah, I'm giving it ten more years. There you go. Fair enough. But um, but it is interesting to me because I've I've had the same experience where. I've become more fascinated with those programs now. Yes. Now, maybe also they're done in a more interesting Jurassic Park way of narration versus the very bland, dry narrator kind of stuff as well. So I think yeah. there's a little bit of there is a little bit of both, but maybe also it's just you just get older and all of a sudden you're like, you know, all that shit I've been ignoring my whole entire life. Maybe I should be see what that's all about. Maybe I should I just, understand the world that's around me more, a little bit more. Because right, we're also very it. selfish it's, when we're young, too. Yeah, and I think like, you you kind of hit it. It's like your desire to sort of understand more as you age. You're like, you're more curious about things. You're like, oh, this is, you know, it's you realize that everything is sort of connected and that all, you know what I mean? You Your world isn't just you. Right. When you're younger... You're, it's very much you take everything very personal. You're like, oh, fuck, so-and-so didn't invite me to this. Well, fuck that. You know what I mean? You, I mean, at least this is – I'm speaking from <laughs> what, what I went through. Well, I obviously, think, you like, had a very personal issue with someone who didn't invite you somewhere. I totally understand. <laughs> if you want no, to talk about I, it, talk about it, John. Get it out. Get it out. What happened? No, I'm just saying like – you know, and it's a very, it's a much smaller world when you're younger and then you get older and you're like, oh yeah, there's way more out there. You want to travel, you want to see everything. And then you kind of want to take it all in. And I think that, because for me, you're right. I never gave a shit about nature documentaries when I was younger, but now, and I also feel like the technology we have, like if you guys, I highly recommend um, Night on Earth, which is shot exclusively in the dark, basically with like ultraviolet ultra um and then low light cameras and then they're catching animals doing things they never even knew no, these no, animals like they're did. catching animals and i was like john where are we going with this they're catching, they're catching no but like 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 one lady who studied orangutans for like you know 30 years they're like hey there's an orangutan awake at two in the morning up in this tree and she's like what orangutans aren't awake at two in the morning well this one was so it's like you're seeing stuff that they'd never seen before they're watching animals interact with each other and and hunt animals they didn't know they hunted it's a very interesting and well done documentary and then even more than that the the episode of this is how they shot it is super fascinating to me like these camera guys these men and women go into this like crazy extreme environmental conditions and they sit in these tiny boxes and pee into jugs for like six months to get one shot of a leopard you know, you're like, oh, my God. And you're watching it like that's fascinating. But every time I watch these now, I'm like, how did they get a camera in there? How are they doing this? How are they, who, who got this shot? And a lot of it's drones, but a lot of it's not. You know what I mean? And these guys really go out of their way to to do a good job with it. it. Yeah, you are right. I mean, it, it is impressive um, how far some of these um, cinematographers, uh, uh, cameramen are willing to go. It's so nuts. You, you really got to, but again, it's like one of those things that you really got to love what you do. And obviously they do. I mean, could you imagine hating what you do? And that's what you had no. to do. No one would work with you because no. all you would do is be like, it's too cold. It's too yeah. cold. It's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot. There's too many bugs. It's too many bugs. You would be, you'd be, no one would want to be around you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, this is something that 
it's, it's the same thing. You don't realize it now, but you look back and, and that's all, think of all those amazing photographs you saw in National Geographic that you Marty Stouffer's Wild America that you just flipped through so that you can see some uh, boobs for your first time, right? Like you didn't you care know, uh, about all those amazing photographs and you're like, We're, when we get into the uh, the boobs, when we get into boobs. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I never looked at a National Geographic. I mean, there were definitely boobs in National Geographic, but like when I would see boobs in there, I was never like, oh, titties. I was always like, mm, uh, okay. <laughs> I just moved on. Like, But I remember like seeing the joke on Happy Days. Like, hey, let's go out in the garage and find your dad's National Geographic. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, yeah, I did. That Sick. is true, honestly, which is very interesting, especially for a um, transformative male, adult male, early on. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the catalogs. It was it was the stuff that came in the mail, like the underwear stuff was like probably way more. Like, yeah, they literally had no idea that they were sending porn. Or they to did the houses. Well, they probably or they did. Right. There was a lot of things they knew they were doing, which, by the way, so shifting gears. So so hear me out with this. I was I was trying to think about this. Um, you obviously know I'm a man of a certain age. And so my um, I've gone I've become fascinated ever since I started watching Charles Bronson and Death Wish. And then I went down the Charles Bronson hole and then I went down the Rockford Files hole. I knew I was going to say this is going to Rockford Files, correct? <laughs> yes. So but but the thing is, is every time you go down a hole at some point, there are no more of them. Right. So then you get this fix. And you start going down, and I kind of all of a sudden realized as I was watching Starsky and Hutch the other day that I have I have a guilty pleasure. I have a middle-aged white man's guilty pleasure of what... Tell me it's girls on roller skates. No, 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 no. <laughs> of what it was like to be portrayed as a 35 to 55-year-old white male oh. in what we would probably call... <laughs> The heyday of getting away with fucking everything and getting everything that you wanted and having everybody fawn all over you and being able to fight somebody with like one and knocking people out with one punch. One punch. That's the best. Always (laughs) having young women dressed in bikinis falling in love with you like uh, all the way down to the bad stuff, which is like the, 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 the hidden and not so hidden racism, sexism, abuse of women. Like it's a weird thing that I my fascination falls on both sides of the fence if that makes any sense like I watched all three bad news bears again just recently and it's like it's 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 just it's interesting to watch now what the world I become fascinated with what the world was like and why I now understand why we why we evolved why we had to evolve why we thankfully have evolved and why we should have evolved right like it's it's so it's shocking on one hand and hilarious on the other. Does that make any sense? It's like it's like yeah. the middle age. So basically, I guess I should write a book about you know if you're going you know here's your midlife crisis um, watching list of watching stuff. I haven't gotten I haven't gotten back into all the Clint Eastwood stuff yet. I'm sure I'm probably going to have to get into um, uh, what's his name? Who's the the, uh, the karate guy? Uh, Chuck Norris. You know, at some point you have to draw a line too. Like who who would classify your what what would classify that world that identity? Probably the A team. Anything Stephen J. Canal made is probably yeah. falls into that category, right? Like you know, Simon yeah. and Simon, what, whatever it is, people that just everything just everything just works out for them. Everything. The premise wasn't the premise of Simon and Simon that those two guys like were lottery detectives and people would win the lottery and those two guys would go around and like solve 
crimes related to that. Somehow. I don't. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm gonna. I, it's probably on my list. <laughs> I think I was just too young for Simon and Simon because I was like, "What are these?" I remember one time I turned it on and I was like, literally thought to myself, "Like, what are these two weirdos doing?" I was like, "This isn't chips." Like, I understand chips. They're cops. They're going out being cops. Like, yeah. a team. They're fugitives. They're going out trying to clear their name and like help the less fortunate. David Banner. Like I knew what those things were, were doing, but when I saw Simon and Simon, I was like, no idea, dude, this might as well be murder. She wrote for dudes. Yeah. Well, probably was. I mean, but I, but so my, my theory is if you, if you watched like between like, I would say 1973, 74 and mm-hmm. 1980, it was, it was yeah. the greatest middle-aged white male run in the history <clears throat> of film and television. Of yeah. Like they could just get a fucking away with, anything and everyone was like hooray hooray middle-aged white male hooray yep. right i mean yeah. it's it's it is insane so am i'm not celebrating any of those other negatives that i was talking about i'm just saying it's like you can watch it two ways does that make sense yes but people need to understand that when you watch things from the past just understand that they are from the past and that there's still like for the most part, there's some sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, artistic merit to them, regardless of like, people want to talk about how Ace Ventura doesn't hold up today because it's anti-trans. And I'm like, okay, well, hang on a second. (laughs) Ace Ventura went in for some cheap laughs and made no bones about it. And And back then that was classified as a cheap laugh. That was a cheap laugh. And, I'm sure Jim Carrey is not still walking around going, what? Like defending it with his life. But at the same time, like I get it. It was 1991 or whenever that came out. Like, just remember that when you're watching something, I mean, there's, there's just stuff that's out there that's still, still valid and still funny and still entertaining. It's just like, you couldn't make revenge of the nerds today. You couldn't make porkies today. You couldn't make, you know, there's a lot of movies that just wouldn't get made today. You could, as long as you were parroting the the insanity. I mean, you could make it. I think you could make it in the if if you if your point of ma- and again, this is where I don't want filmmaking to turn a blind eye. If you're making a movie about the '70s or the '60s or the '80s or the '90s, if you if you if you want to make it realistic, you have you you cannot shy away from the behaviors, right? Right. Of, some, of some of the culture that existed then. Otherwise, it's not realistic. But, that, but, but you but can do it. So you can do movies. it with a way. You can do it in a way where you can put a modern spin on it and make sure that you are pointing out. You know what I mean? That if you're, yeah, I mean, if you're making a movie about if you're a saying historical a modern, time period, yes. then you need to be like when I found I, I read an article about how that movie Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck. And yeah, that 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 there was outrage that there wasn't enough African-Americans in the movie so that they put, they added more in and it was like, but historically there were very few there. I'm like, I'm like, okay, now I'm like, I just, I read an article about a guy who ran an open mic in Minnesota Yeah, an open mic an open mic for anyone who doesn't know is where people come to sign up to perform. Um, a, a girl kept who like worked for the local paper kept coming in there and she like, was like, there's no women on this open mic. And then she write, wrote articles about how this guy wouldn't have, like, there's no women on the open mic. And he was like, 
I don't recruit people for the open mic. They come in and sign up. I can't make people want to do comedy. And then he had to shut the open mic down eventually because, <laughs> because there weren't enough women on it, which is beyond his control. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is... Stand-up comedy is a choice, just so everybody's clear. And if it's not a booked show, that's <sighs> yeah. the only time you have control over it. So, yeah, that is that, that again. But that's the pendulum swinging a little bit too far, like so many things yes. in society, unfortunately. And yeah. I, I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, I'm, I'm a little bit of a defender of the pendulum because sometimes you see something and you're like, yeah, I get it. I totally understand why it swung the other way. Sure. I can't, I can't blame him for swinging it all the other way. Like I told you, watch some of my guilty pleasures and you'll, you, you start understanding real quick, real quick why yeah. the pendulum ha, ha, has swung, you know? But like, it's evolution though. Yeah. It's, television has, is evolving. Yeah. Look at the things that are on TV now compared yeah. like you're like when you go Starsky and Hutch, there's no very special episodes. And even the special episodes that existed back then were like generic vague talks about joints or cocaine or whatever. You know what I mean? It was like very kind of a nudge, like an elbow and a wink going, Hey, everyone on sets liquored up, but fucking here's a anti drinking and driving episode. Like, you know, it's it, it was comical in a sense, but now like the things that are getting made, like Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> Orange is the New Black, like right. there, you know, there are things out there that are, I shouldn't say Orange is the New Black because I stopped watching that show years ago, but there are shows out there like that are just different caliber. You know what I mean? Because as we evolve as a society and as people, like and then it is, it's all evolution. When you think about your grandparents, you think about your parents, you think about yourself. When you think about your kids now, it's like. All of you have become slightly better moving forward, and that's the goal. So it's funny you would bring up uh, back back to Starsky and Hutch, and and uh, there was the the uh, walk on the treadmill is my new thing. So I walk on the treadmill, yes. and I Good will watch you. I will watch episodes of Starsky and Hutch, and I'm in the middle of a two parter right now that takes place mm. uh, that takes place on a cruise. And what 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 I find fascinating about some of these 1970s two-parters, whether it's, you know, Rockford Files or Starsky and Hutch or any of these other shows that used to do the two-parters, I was just like, whenever I see it now, I'm like, guys, we're stretching here. We're really just trying to, this is not, you're not doing could've, anything. Could have been a one-parter. Could have been, been a one-parter. <laughs> I don't know what you people are going to be doing for the, the, the middle 40 minutes between these two shows. <laughs> And 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 in this specific one, Starsky and Hutch are a ship entertainers named Hackensack. Oh my god, please. That's great. It is, but it's but then it's just like it just it's just a, a, a series of uh just like generic hijinks. And again, I'm entertained by it. I find it very um uh, amusing. They they do have a woman on there that comes in and is constantly sleeping with everybody. They're using, they're using that as like one of the jokes and they're the boyfriend is, look, is looking for her the whole two episodes. But she's, to figure out where she is, but she's constantly coming out of somebody's room. You know, you're just like, okay, sure. Of course. But again, in perspective, that was a joke back then, right? That was a, that was an E and again, who do you think was probably writing the episode? Oh, right. dude, the, all the writers' rooms were uh, white dudes the same age as Thursky and Hutch. It was yeah. like, <laughs> what did they want to happen? This is what their lives, that they wanted their lives to be. I just, but that's so, so those two-parters, like, what were they doing on the ship, though? What was their job? They were entertaining. They were investigating. No, they were investigating murders. Oh, okay. But, but again, they, there was very little investigating going on. It was mostly them just running around, like, uh, doing because, you know, they, they had to play the role of 
the ship entertainers. But right, what what was their what was their alleged gig though? Like, who, what did they say that they did? What Hackensack? Yeah, you know, like if did um, they sing? Were they like no? They, had, they, they no. They would have to do. They would have to host like Simon Says, and you know they were they were like that oh, generic they call out bingo numbers. Yes, that they kind were of like crap. Or, or like let's MCs. do a yeah, let's do a treasure hunt on the uh, uh, you know what I mean like. <laughs> Oh, hack and sack, you wily, you wily rascals. Yes. But it was so funny when everybody was checking in, like every, and this is, this was going back to you about the guilty pleasure of, of the, of the, 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 the white male fantasy shows of the seventies. So they were, their job was to, to welcome everybody on the ship. Every single woman that came on was like well hello you two i can't wait to have sex with you guys every single one of them it went on for like yeah. 10 minutes i was like i get it yeah. guys i get it so we can we can we move on from the fantasy at some point like there has to be more to about, the dude? show what do you mean fantasy bro have you ever been on a boat <laughs> every woman that's ever come up to me when i was on a boat <laughs> oh my god that's so true hold on one second i gotta go pee all right, I'm back from the pee. I pee so much because I'm trying to stay hydrated nonstop. Yeah. Well, also, the one thing I did read is that even if the virus does get in your mouth, if you take sips of, a couple sips of water every once in a while, like it's just it'll wash it into your stomach where the acid will kill it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to fact check that. Remember, you and I promised we still have to fact check no, I'm everything. Not gonna, I, I actually did look it up, and they were like, yeah, this can help. But also, it can't help hurt to drink more water. You know what I mean? No, it's always important to, I mean, just in general anyway, like... I spent years dehydrating my body, you know, Dude, just doing so much coffee. That? And, like, especially when you work in production, what was the running joke in production? How many more wa unfinished water bottles can you find around a set, right? Like, has anybody ever finished a water on their uh, on a work day on set? You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Uh, that's why when they started going to smaller bottles and um, – but, dude, it's think about how, like, when I was younger, like, dude, I mean, Diet Coke at work all day. And then, like, get home, beers, you know, maybe some vodka. Yeah, so far you, know? you haven't hydrated once. Then this story. I have, haven't had one thing of water. Like, I went, I've gone days without drinking water, dude. Isn't that crazy? You know what I mean? I it's worked insane. with a guy that, that, you know what he said to me? And he said, uh, um, I don't, because he would drink Mountain Dew all day. And I, and I would, and I said to him, and I, did, I went through college? that. I went through that, yeah, I went through that phase in college. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was an older guy. Oof. And I said, you got to drink some water. And he said to me, I hate water. And I was like, okay, well, I don't, I'm not even going to argue with you. Nope. Because there's let that a, guy's teeth fall out. Yeah, well, they did. He didn't have any, but my point is, and I'm not even kidding. He didn't have any. No, teeth. I believe you. Uh, you know who it is. Uh, his name will remain, he'll remain nameless. But my point is, um, that you can't, you can't, I, my, my argument was like, you can't hate water. It doesn't taste like anything. It's not a nuisance. It doesn't, it, it, the only thing it can do is good for you. But as far as a taste or something that is annoying about it, there is nothing. So I don't know how, it's like saying I hate air. Air is annoying to me. It doesn't make any sense. Does that make, I don't know how to I hate it. oxygen. Yeah, I hate, ox thank you, oxygen, not air. I only air breathe can, nitrous oxide. Yeah. <laughs> Some people. Cool. So Some you have no have brain whippet, cells? Whippets. Yeah, whippets. A big thing in and grocery whippets business. Whippets, good. A lot of guys. I still remember when I first worked in the grocery business, uh, uh, I, I went into the, uh, the 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 cooler in the back room, and I was like, why? This is how ignorant I was. I was like, why are all the Ready Whip cans open, and why are they all over the floor? 
what is going on here? And the guys at the produce department are all just kind of staring at me. Hey, and then they just walk away. No, because they, they were the ones that were doing it. They were just like, yeah. they were like, oh my God, this guy's so stupid. He doesn't even know that we're doing whippets. He has no idea. He didn't, I, I didn't put two and two together. Dude, you, the, I, I heard the exact same words come out of my boss's mouth at the um, <laughs> golf course I used to wash dishes at with my friends. We would go do, do whippets with the <laughs> whipped whip cream containers. And then like he would go back there and try to use the whipped cream. And if you leave it, if you take all the nitrous oxide out of it, it it starts to congeal what's inside. Ugh. Like the 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 O2, the the N2O is what's keeping it, you know, like edible. <laughs> and we would like ruin multiple cans, and he would be like, "I know you guys are doing fucking whippets back there." <laughs> he, would, he would get so fucking pissed. What does and we it would do? Just be like what? <laughs> so can I ask you a question? Because I've never done it. What does it do? Oh, it's just it. Honestly, what it does is it actually cuts off oxygen to your brain. It's oh. very bad for you, but it, like, it it just it's it's just a, a, a extreme case of lightheadedness is what I would call it. Okay, well, I've had, um, uh, I I've had uh, uh, vertigo, vertigo, and so I'm gonna say to you, that's not fun. I don't know anybody <laughs> who want to do that to themselves. Because I, but yeah, know, again, again, I told, I, youth. I, oh, also, when, yeah, when you're, like, people will, like, take a, because at dead shows, they used to have big nitrous tanks that people would steal from dentist's office, or they oh were dentists, God. who knows. There so they would fill dentists. up, they'd fill up balloons, and they would sell these balloons, right, for $5 or whatever. And then people would just breathe in and out in these balloons until they literally weren't breathing oxygen anymore, and then they eventually pass out for a couple of seconds, so they would fall over. So, like, people will, like, if you're walking through a Grateful Dead parking lot back in the 90s, there's a chance someone with a balloon could fall on you or near you or whatever. Okay. So, when my... Go ahead, continue. Finish finish, finish that thought, because I'm going to follow up on that. Well, I was going to say, so when my mom bought, I got my mom a ticket for the last, what turned out to be the very last Grateful Dead show, and uh, I was also going to the show, but she was like, any advice, you know, what should I, you know, anything you should tell me, and I go... And I go, well, yeah, just stay away from people. And I didn't even specify parking lot or show. I just said, stay away from people who are holding big balloons because there's a possibility they could pass out and fall on you. And she was like, okay. So I explained it a little bit about the nitrous to her so that she understood. And then I saw her at the show. And then the next day I was at home. She was at home and I was asking her about the show. And I was like, did you have a good time? No, I go, did you have a good time? She goes, yeah, those people next to me really loved their nitrous. (laughs) And I go, because it's impossible to get nitrous into the show. It's only a parking lot thing. I shouldn't say impossible. I've never seen it done. So I was like, what do you mean inside the show? And she's like, yeah, they kept (laughs) snorting it out of their balloons. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. That's heroin. (laughs) Heroin comes in balloons like that. That's what they were snorting. And she was like, oh, wonderful. Like just immediately disgusted by the whole thing. But like, yeah, um... it was really... It's funny you would tell that story, especially given the situation that we are in in America right now. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine all the abuse that we do to our bodies mm-hmm. in our formative years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now it's just like, wash your goddamn hands if you don't want to get sick, and people well and now people I'm are, doing like are, are like freaking out. But you didn't freak out when you were doing heroin and and nitrous oxide <laughs> and well yeah, when and, I was younger I was a dirt bag, and now I'm like I need to do 40 minutes of yoga a day, and I need to wash my body three times a day. Like, <laughs> isn't it crazy though? Like you you all the people who are abusing themselves. 
for decades, all of a sudden are like are are just are fucking standing in a line right now at Costco for for four hours. But I don't think off. that's. But I don't think that's anything different that's been going on. I think youth is itself just kind of a, a wide open. You know, if you make it out, you'll eventually figure out that you can't live like that forever. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just found that. Uh, you know. But I mean, I think it's funny because like, look, my parents were heavy cigarette smokers back in the day because nobody knew any better and they liked it. (laughs) So it was like, yes, cigs are great. Fred Flintstone said it was good. Well, dude, and he knows. Oh, my God. And by the way, uh, on the Rocker Files, he smokes in every episode. Smokes everywhere. Yeah. Smokes at the doctor's office. It was it was just like, well, first I was smoked on set, but, you know, he smoked at the it just it was just interesting to, to again. That's another one of those little things you go. Oh, my God. You guys, everybody smoked everywhere, everywhere, when everywhere. There was a, I, I go back to this all the time, but it's one of my, the things I think about most when I think of the show Mad Men, yeah. because they are depicting advertising in the sixties. Yes. And there was a one point they were at like a lab or a hospital and there's three <laughs> dudes in suits and they all start to pull out cigs and light them up. And there's a doctor in a lab and he goes, Hey, you can't smoke in here. And they all looked at him like he was a huge douchebag for even suggesting that they couldn't smoke inside. They were like, uh, okay, guy. Like, it was just hilarious. Oh, my God. It's so true. And you know what's funny? So uh, they kind of keep going back to things to watch. So last night, uh, the wife and the younger kid watched Frozen 2. I couldn't do it. I tried to stick with it for about a good 20 minutes. And she mm. could see by the look on my face. It just, well, I'm not a musical guy. I'm just not. I mean, even if it's a good storyline, I just, I'm not, I'm not there for you. I guess if yeah. I had kids that were girls, probably would have been trained a little bit better. But if I have the option uh, to opt out, I, you know, dude, I, I think it, it depends on the music too. Like I can listen to Robin Williams in Aladdin. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I had no problem with that movie. Maybe I was he's a man singing it. John. No, oh. but just because like I, it would, there was comedy involved. But like, no, I don't necessarily want to listen to it's a whole new world over and over again. You know? Yeah. I uh, so anyway, I opted out and I went upstairs with my older son, uh, 14. And he's watching porn. No. (laughs) Well, so then I go, oh, you know what? Let's watch Adventureland. I really enjoyed that movie. It's Dude, it's a love story between. Oh, you don't want to watch that with your kid. No, no, no. Does that see? See, you have. You and I clearly have two different memories of that show, or of that movie. So this whole movie was a dude getting punched in the dick by his buddy, mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. talking about sex, yeah. smoking a lot of weed, drinking illegally, <laughs> yeah. partying yeah. nonstop, and trying to get. It's about laid. a teenager who works at a shitty amusement. Park. I know, but it's a it's a really enjoyable movie. Yeah. And so at first I was like, "Fuck, what am I doing?" And then I thought to myself, "You know, this is okay, because I think." I'm I'm not glamorizing that type of abuse with my kid. Instead, I was like, "Hey, man, just so you know, like this is all fine for the movies and shit like that." I go, but not you can't be doing this kind of stuff in reality. Like, because at least then I'm like, okay, well we're watching together. We understand that this is entertainment, but this is not how you should live your life. Like, you let's used just have, it to have open... a talk with him. No, it was a very short thing. I just felt the need to say something. Like, I don't want to glamorize it because then I'm an irresponsible parent. Right. Well, you can't be like, hey, isn't this crazy? Look at everyone getting high. (laughs) But you and I grew up on watching movies and we saw a lot of that. And I don't think necessarily we our parents didn't watch that stuff with us. So, you know, obviously Um, there was no there was probably no 
conversations. We were probably watching with our friends. Well, there's um, no conversations because my parents took me to see Blues Brothers when I was five years old in a movie theater. Well, yeah, <laughs> I had but no most of that was going to go over your head. Going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But my point is, like, I feel like I shouldn't. I'm not going to because here's here's my theory. Why should I shy away from watching those types of movies, but not shy away from watching a guy blast up 50 people with fucking guns and things? Exactly, okay. dude. If you're going to watch Rambo Last Blood, you might as well watch Dazed and Confused. Yeah, exactly. And, and understand that I would say the same thing in Rambo. You know, you're not going to go in the woods and shoot a bunch of people. Don't, right? don't, like, do, don't take on a whole sheriff's department. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> in pretty northern much, Oregon. Yeah, it's pretty much, an, uh, you know, you, ha- you have, you, 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 you state the obvious. <laughs> and you make eye contact, make sure that they yeah. understand, and you say to them, do you understand? Do you understand? And you make them say yes. Yes. Yeah. You force them to understand. And then, you know, you go, you move on. That's hilarious. He wanted to watch 21, 21 Bridges. Street? Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. 21 Bridges. What's that? It's it's a guy that played Black Panther. Uh he's it's like a it's like a shoot 'em up investigative investigation. Oh. Uh, cool. movie. It's a newer movie. It looks pretty good. I just you know, you ever have those things where you're like, what am I in the mood for? Am I in the mood for like a raunchy rom-com, a drama? Do I want to watch a shoot 'em up movie? Like he and I have watched a couple of John Wicks because we were in the mood. Like Dude, John Wick is awesome. And it and it's so cartoony that well, yeah. again. I say to him, you know this shit's wrong, but it's ridiculous, right? Like, so we 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 always find a like a landing place of yeah. understanding the difference between entertainment, like violent entertainment and sexual entertainment. He shoots a lot of people in the face in yes. John Wick. Though. Yes, he does. <laughs> like a lot, like even people that are already seemingly dead, he shoots in the head again. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's crazy. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love those movies ridiculous. though. They're, it's they're so really ridiculous. fucking fun. Yeah, they're they're blown out. I mean, but it's crazy, and also. They're ridiculous, and yet when I watch them, I'm like, I buy that. Keanu Reeves does all this. I buy it. I buy it. I buy it. <laughs> I love Keanu Reeves, dude. Yeah, so it's just, it's just a matter of, like, you know, what mood are you in to watch something? I will tell you, if you a, a really good movie, if you're looking for one where you're kind of like, I want to see, like, good human spirit stuff, the, uh, the Mr. Rogers movie. Ooh, with Tom Hanks? I'm yeah, about to watch that, it's, yeah. It's, uh, you know, look, you're going to get a little teary-eyed. But it's okay because so. it's all it's all goodness. Like that's a yeah. that's a really like one where you're just like, it's it's just a good solid emotional ride. Don't judge it too harshly. You kind of have to watch that movie the same way if you were to watch Mister Rogers. You can't judge it too harshly. Is that does that make sense? Like you just have to, well, you also have to go Mr. Rogers. along for the ride. Mr. Rogers would never judge you too harshly. No, I'm just glad that like the documentary um, and then this movie are out now, and like they're putting to bed all these dumbass rumors about Mr. Rogers being like a fucking confirmed sniper or a pedophile or all this weird shit that you heard, you know, mid '90s when no one could do any references, and if you just made up a lie, it could make the rounds, you know? Right. So I it was like now it's like because I've I've always heard once I met my buddy Tim and his dad was a minister. And he worked with Mr. Rogers and they would go into like Harlem, like really kind of like not cool for two white dudes to be on a subway at this part of the town or this part of the city. Yeah. And and kids, they would have to like he said he walked up. His dad told him he walked up the train with him one day and children like saw him and freaked out. And everyone came over and like just kind of like surrounded this dude just to talk to him. And he sat there 
my buddy's dad stood aside while Mr. Rogers sat there and talked with every single kid that wanted to come up and talk to him. Well, then you're going to enjoy this movie. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've always loved Mr. Rogers. I went back, I went back and started watching some of the really early ones that I'd never seen before on Amazon, like the black and whites. And, uh-huh. Cause when I started watching it, it was in color, yeah. you know what I mean? By the time I came along, but, but he had started in 19, he started his show 10 years before I was born. Oh really? And I his show. Oh man, it's 1965. I think Mr. Rogers came on the air and, um, the second or third episode is him. This is 1965. We're barely getting out of, if some places aren't, of different drinking fountains. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's still segregation everywhere. And Mr. Rogers has on a a group of school children with their teacher, who is a black woman. There are black kids within the class, mixed with white kids. And he never mentions race once. It's like, I don't know. It was just really really nice just to see and to understand the time period that that was done in and to know that this was a guy who was cool with people being who they were Yeah. at a time when everyone was like, dude, you got to be this way. Otherwise you're not American. You got to be this way. Otherwise you're not Christian. You got to be this way. Otherwise you're not, you know, it's just it's crappy labels that everyone wants to throw around. Yeah. No, Mr. Rogers, he crushed it, man. He definitely, dude. uh, yeah, he definitely crushed it. And single-handedly saved PBS when he went in front of Congress. That's a pretty amazing. Um, that's a pretty amazing video. Yeah, it is. It's always amazing to me when people get power and they don't abuse it. <laughs> yeah, it's very it is, rare, isn't it? It's rare. It's so rare. It's so rare. He never abused his power, as far as I know. I, I to this day. There's been no expose of him. No, and there would have been. You know the power. way society works. If there was any any dirt on Mr. Rogers, we would know it by now. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, um, that's would be definitely a movie. I think uh, I highly recommend. Uh, yeah. You know, when please you're... get there soon, Tom Hanks. You're a national treasure. Yeah. Yeah, he's. Uh, it sounds like he'll be fine too. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like other stuff to watch, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to figure out like there's no current series that has has grabbed me yet. Have you checked out Man in the High Castle? I've heard about it. I've never checked it out. You might want to check it out. I mean, it's only like I think six to eight episodes a season, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe it's maybe it's ten, but it's really interesting. It's a real curious. I don't know. I don't. I'd be interested to see what you think about. It. I I really like it. I'm kind of blown away by the concept, but. You know, I just think if you have shows you like, yeah, sure, catch up on them. If there's shows like, if you're like gonna freak out and go nuts, then watch like Game of Thrones for six seasons. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'll take your mind off everything. Did I hear but, that everything is being given away for free during this time? Is did I, am I misunderstanding that that, that all oh, the services are like if you don't that, have the service, you can get the service or something like that. Well, first of all, that's a very smart business move on everyone's part, because those are kind of like if you like, I've never watched stars before, but I get it for free. So I'm going to watch all these movies on stars. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a bad idea. I feel like if you have Netflix, you're fine. If you have Hulu, you'll be fine. But if you don't have anything and then you can get all this stuff for free, then by all means, I think that's a wonderful move. Yeah, I mean, it's again. Um, it, 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 look, it's obviously it, it's at the end of the day, it's it's kindness, but also it ties into capitalism in some way, shape, yeah. or form. And that's, but again, that's okay. That's I will okay. say, I, I agree with these things I've been seeing that just show you that with this kind of shutdown we've had, mm-hmm. that how we follow so many arbitrary bullshit rules that it's comical. Like 
the all of a sudden you can bring a big bottle of hand sanitizer and a carry on onto an airplane. It's like that was should have never been the liquids thing was just made up arbitrary nonsense. It was like it's like not using your phone on the plane. It's like arbitrary nonsense. It's like none of that means anything. You're, you just make up these rules. Like, can't have breakfast served after 11. Now restaurants like, if you need <laughs> breakfast, we'll deliver breakfast. It's like, of course, you fucking idiots, because you were making up these rules to begin with, and they didn't mean anything. It just gives you some weird power to wheel around. And now you're like, by giving up that power, you're like, oh, look, look what we've done for you. We've gone back to how it should have been before. <laughs> can, can I, can I, I just want to riff off of one thing you said yes. that I found very, very interesting is that pe- there are people in the United States that one of the things that angers them politically is they're like, now nah, you're telling me what I can and cannot eat. And I, whenever I hear that one, I'm like, um, no one can do that. No one can literally tell you what you can and cannot eat. They can make suggestions. They can tell but, you why it's bad for you. <laughs> but if you're that stupid where you are like, if I have a choice between a pizza and a gluten-free donut and I'm, I'm going to feel like or a gluten-free whatever, like an energy bar. Yeah. And I'm taking begrudgingly taking the energy bar because you made me. No one's making you eat that energy bar. No one. Like that. That's yeah. the one thing of like the angry. Like, tell don't you tell me what I can and cannot do when it comes to food. It's like actually, no one is. Um, everything that you still want is on the shelves at the grocery store. You know? Also, can I suggest if you're that angry, just eat a bag of glass. <laughs> just get it over with. See, you're telling them what they can and cannot eat. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying don't. You cannot eat a bag of glass. Whatever now, you do. Prove me wrong. Whatever prove me you wrong. do. Hate that water. Hate it. I hate water. <laughs> it's like when I saw a guy with a bumper sticker that said, I love dolphins. I'm like, what? Is there an anti-dolphin league somewhere I don't know about? <laughs> there probably is, if you want to be honest. got truth. Actually, I would start it, web. you know. I'll show you what I've learned from watching nature documentaries recently is that dolphins are assholes. Hold that. They do mean, they do mean shit. They trick fish before they kill them. They play games with their prey. They're, they're not nice. They smile, but they smile like a person who's about to stick a gun in your ribs and take your wallet. Yes. Something like that. So I was I was half distracted by, uh, in our podcast by receiving a call. It actually only, it took an hour before I actually had a call come in, you can't disable the call, right? Can you disable? On you your can phone? do a do not disturb thing, but I don't know if I'd be able to talk to you on the phone if we both had that dis- enabled. Nah, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're so we've never been, uh, you know, professional radio guys. I mean, I was once, but you know, it's a different time. You know. Yeah. I was just telling somebody the other day I was talking about radio, and I was immediately apologetic, and you weren't even a part of it, and I was like. Yeah, you know, John doesn't really like me talking about this. Like, as if somehow, somewhere in wherever you were, you're like, wait a minute. Is he talking about radio right now? And I'm not there. <laughs> like, you've gotten me to the point where I actually apologize on your behalf for even bringing up the fact that I was in radio. <laughs> lost my mind. Well, I mean, do you have any other suggestions for anybody before we roll? Um, hey, hey, everybody, I don't know what our... Uh, podcasting plans are John and I are talking about a lot of things um, evolution wise in respects to what's going on right now um, so you know um, you know hang in there and uh, we've always appreciated everybody that uh, that listens to this stuff and lets us just go on and on about you know unnecessarily useless information 
Yeah, but and and um, also I've I've been in touch with a new merch guy, so we're gonna have some new merch coming. New merch, um, yeah. Um, that that I think you guys will people will enjoy. And my mom was the one who texted me this morning, like, "Hey, kind of trapped inside here, needing some entertainment. Is there gonna be a new podcast today?" <laughs> I was like, "Okay." So yeah, I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of people seeking all forms of human connection, and um, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that John and I are gonna look into. And uh, quite frankly, I, if, if there's some other things that we can pull off and we're, and we're reaching out to just one person, I'm fine with that. I don't. Yes, dude. Yeah. Like if you want to email and interact with us online, so I'm running, the, I'm still on Twitter all the time. I'm still running the Facebook page. I'm still, you know, still interact with people, anybody that wants to chat. Yeah. So hang in there. Um, we will get through all this uh, in, insanity. Uh, stick to facts. Stick to good information. Yeah. Relax. Don't panic. Um, only use the amount of toilet paper you need. Yeah. Be and, nice to um, each other. And from what I can gather right now, we're okay grocery store wise. You know, you don't have to make a run on everything. You can, you can, you can go when you need to go, and and uh, you know, keep your distance if you can. Stay home if you can. Stay safe if you can. Stay healthy if you can. We care about you, even if we don't know you. Yeah. Correct. Are you farting us out? Oh, Oh, yeah, guys. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Be safe out there. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>